Welcome, everybody, to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Education. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here with Howard Tybal. Hello, Howard. How are you, my fine sir? I'm very, very good, Howard. I'm excited about our topic today. So am I. You have brought to us a conversation about leadership. We're talking about leadership and how our field is going about developing the next generation of leaders in higher education. Before we get started, I'd like you to head over to TybalInc.com to learn more about our work in education, to subscribe for the, to the show for free, uh, or listen to the show right there on the website. We'll let you know each time a new episode is released. Our guest today is the fantastic Lisa Frace. She is the Associate Vice President, Budget and Planning, and Chief Budgeting Officer for Arizona State University. In that capacity, Lisa oversees the analytical forecasting and planning efforts for the university's operating budgets, policy studies related to budgets, and she develops forecasting tools accordingly. But she's here today because she's very active in the Western Association of College and University Business Officers, where she serves on the board. She is the chair for the annual leadership program, co-chairs the Professional Development Workshop Committee, and serves as an instructor for the Budgeting Professional Development Workshop. Most importantly, she's also a celebrity. Lisa was selected to receive the 2017 Nakubo Rising Star Award at the July 2017 annual meeting in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Lisa Frace, we are honored by your presence here on Navigating Change. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm, I'm honored to be here and, and glad to be able to, to speak with you today. You have to know, Lisa, I don't get nearly that kind of introduction ever from Pete. <laughs> That's, That's true. Really, he doesn't. Right? I don't, I don't. I no, don't. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, but you, you I got, feel doubly honored then. <laughs> doubly, doubly. So you're going to ask me, Pete, and I'm going to just jump right in. Why Lisa? And uh, I have had the pleasure of knowing Lisa for a number of years. And you approached me, Lisa, to say, would I be willing to kick off this event around uh, a topic, which is how we are as leaders of orchestrators of change in, in education. And I love the topic that you're bringing here, which is this idea of leadership. So could you take a couple minutes, first of all, tell people a little bit about the program, because I know that there's still room for people to enroll if they're interested. Sure. So uh, we, we're going to be holding our leadership symposium at the beautiful Hyatt Regency in Newport Beach, California on January 18th and 19th. Um, we will ha also have a pre-conference workshop for a half day prior to that. The, the pre-conference workshop will be focused on how to incorporate data into decision-making and also how to present that data, so something very important for today's leaders. Um, and then the Leadership Symposium really brings together a terrific slate of topics and speakers um, that um, will provide opportunities for leaders to sit back, think, and, and gain new skills, actually, to, to help really rethink how to lead their organizations. The program is focused on mid-career uh, leaders in higher education. Um, you know, so so those that really have some experience but are really striving to move into the next level in their career. Well, you know that that's such an important uh, point you just made, which is this idea of emerging leaders and what are the skills that are needed. And leadership is. Such a hot topic. And one in one respect, leadership is just a word. You know, we we throw around the word leadership, but more than ever, I'm seeing that the kind of leaders that we need are people that have the capacity and the willingness to speak up and and guide their organization and guide their teams 
in directions where there's greater ambiguity. Are, are you discovering that in your own work? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, that um, especially as, as we're seeing the um, outside environment change for higher education, there, there really needs to be a lot of soul searching in higher ed, and there needs to be an ability to operate with much more um, ambiguity and be able to make decisions without having 100% of the information. You know, I'm fascinated, both of you. We're talking about, you know, finding and crafting the next generation of, of leader. Why do why are we struggling right now with uh, finding the next generation of, of leader in, in this capacity in, in sort of finance and, and operations and, and administration? Why is that a struggle right now? Well, I think that uh, there, there are a couple of things going on. We, we, we know that um, from, from many of the studies that Nakubo has done, that uh, there is a an impending uh, uh, wave of retirement coming around chief business officers. So the ability to have uh, folks stacked up and lined up, ready to go with the skill sets needed is becoming even more and more vital. Uh, I think the changing dynamics of the politics around higher education also creates a, a lot of stress because it really has changed the environment in which we are operating as an industry. And so we need folks to be able to really be able to, to look out strategically and, and, and identify those changes and think about how to react and adapt in that new environment. And those are pretty difficult skill sets, um, you know, to develop. Um, and so that's why a program like this is so very critical. It allows leaders to take some time out of their day and to stop and think and consider. Uh, and we don't, as leaders in higher ed, often do that. Very often we are focused on the task and getting the task done. And yet we all know that being able to think strategically and think bigger picture and look forward is so very critical to the success within our own uh, organization, but also uh, for the success of our full institution. Those points about the state of where we are in education, the emerging trends that are happening outside, uh, the things you were talking about in terms of there's going to be a wave of retirements, which is such an opportunity for this next generation to step into it. And that's always been the case. And there's always these periods where there's retirement and the next wave comes on board. But I think we need to give up the idea we need to become better problem solvers. A better framing of what it means to deal with this emerging uncertain future over being a problem solver is being a navigator. And I'm going to get into this in more detail because I think there's language and there's ideas behind problem solving versus navigating that puts us in a position to be able to settle into and have more uh, peace and even serenity with the fact that it's only going to get more uncertain. It's only going to continue to speed up. And how do we engage with a problem or, or a emerging opportunity and not fall into the mood of we have to get it right. And I think many people who make their way up an organization, whether it's in education or outside, have learned to be good problem solvers. What we need is the capacity to recognize that there is always going to be storm clouds in front of us and have a resiliency to be able to deal with it. So that's that's a small piece 
of what I'm going to be sharing with attendees to have them settle into this idea that, you know, your problem solving skills are good enough. We could, it's now about moving into a different domain. I'm curious what you think about that. Oh, I would absolutely agree. I think one of the things that I think sometimes we get a little bit stuck in, in higher ed is this focus around funding models and how we're getting our funding and, and, and feeling as though we are being put upon rather than sort of reframing it and thinking about it as an opportunity to really change and embrace and drive new and creative ideas and being masters of our own identity. My boss often says, don't ever let a good crisis go unused. And I think that is, you know, something that's a very different. You can use crisis to your benefit, but it's hard to do. Why is it? Why would you say you live this all every day? I'm, I'm curious. What what makes that difficult? Because you're trying. I think what what I think what makes it difficult is you're trying to balance the realities of having to manage the tactical piece of this crisis with where you want to be on the other end. And sometimes you get so caught in the detail that you don't see the bigger picture and what the potential end games are, and that maybe it's not the normal paradigm, but there's something out there that's completely different that no one else has thought of, and you can take advantage of it. You know, this is such an interesting concept. I had a conversation with one of my um, one of my M- MBA, my favorite, very favorite MBA instructors, who has has just retired from uh, higher ed uh, in in finance. And he came back around and he said, "You know, the problem we're having right now." When he retired, he left an absolute void in the organization. And his comment uh, to me, I thought, was illustrative of what's happening here. He says, "We uh, aren't doing a very good job of selling what the job is today." We are not selling it accurately, uh, that there are some assumptions about w- what it means to be uh, a leader in this field, and we aren't communicating what that, that those assumptions are now sort of table stakes and not what the job really is. Well, you know what? I think that's emerging, Pete. That's a beautiful analogy. I, I think that what you just described is it's not that we we know what it is and we're just not doing a good job communicating. I think what that job is is emerging in front of us. And the reason we don't have language for it is because we haven't yet stepped into uh, saying, well, if it's not what we've known all this time, if it's no longer being a good manager and be able to just sort of guide your team and check off the boxes and, and manage the finances or administration, if it's something else, what are the skills that I'd even say sensibilities to be able to go there? So, you know, Lisa, I would imagine, and again, I'm an external practitioner. You're living this every day. What would you say? is happening today or what you've noticed that's shifted that's making it more difficult to not just attract but be able to articulate what really the job is i think that there is um in in much of the public the general public's perception that this is a you know nine month job that um that that we all have our summers off, that we only work nine to five, when in fact, I, I actually have 20 years of experience. That's not true? I have 20 years of experience. No, I have 20 years of experience outside of higher ed before I came into higher ed. And I work just as hard here as I did there. And it's, it's even more complex 
here because we've got the future of young people in our hands. And so it's it's really critical that we do focus on the right uh, investments to support our overall mission, because you know that's the wonderful thing about higher ed. We have a terrific mission. So, tell us a little bit about some of the conversations that uh, other speakers will be leading us through. Sure. So, in addition to your your kickoff with the innovators as orchestrators orchestrators of change, um, we are going to have Marta Perez Drake from Nakubo. Nakubo does an annual study on. Uh, chief business officers, their plans, sort of their outlooks. And uh, she will be talking about the critical competencies of chief business officers and what skill sets really are needed in order to begin to be successful so very in timely in terms of both the data showing that we're going to have a wave of retirements and understanding what it is you need to be able to do in that role. Nice. We are going to have uh, Robert Moore, who is the current president of Wakubo, and Kelly Fox, who is the chief business officer for University of Colorado at Boulder, um, having a discussion on the importance of mentoring. And Robert has served as Kelly's mentor for a number of years at a number of institutions and really encouraged her in her career. So that's going to be really critical to hear about. Uh, Lisa Barrington, who uh, has a consulting uh, an organization here in the, the greater Phoenix area, um, is an expert on uh, employee engagement. And she is going to be speaking about the value of employee engagement in your organization. And in particular, she's going to focus on um, you know, two key things that folks can do that they can take away and it won't cost a thing and why engagement is so important to the bottom line of the institution. We'll have a series of chief business officers who are going to be speaking about their career journeys and, and giving some advice um, around you know, career development. Um, and then we'll end the first day with a uh, networking reception uh, and, and folks will be able to uh, mingle and, and chat with the uh, speakers from the day. And it's not too shabby a location too. Right. It's beautiful. We'll be outside <laughs> in, you know, on the lawn at, in Newport Beach at, at the Hyatt Regency. It's a, it's a very nice venue. The next morning, we actually have uh, also some uh, three terrific speakers. We're going to have a session on shared governance, which, you know, sometimes as administrators, we we struggle with that a little bit. And I think it'll be really interesting. We have um, Lynn Valenter uh, from Washington State University at Vancouver and uh, Audrey Bilger from Pomona College. And they're going to speak about shared governance. And, and Audrey is on the faculty. So that'll be a very interesting, uh, you know, interesting discussion. Um, we have Barbie Oaks, who is the Chief Diversity Officer at University of Nevada at Las Vegas, and she's going to be speaking about cultural intelligence as a cornerstone of institutional infrastructure, really making diversity a key part of just the way we function and the importance of that. And then we've got the very terrific Terry Bump, um, who is going to do the closing keynote, uh, it, you know, what we need now. And it's, she's going to be speaking about what, not only what higher education needs from leaders, but what we as leaders need to take from higher education and how to go about doing that. And uh, I do want to give a little bit of a plug. Terry's, um, Terry's organization, American Campus Communities, is sponsoring this. So it, making it um, you know, really possible for us to offer top-notch speakers. Beautiful. Boy, what a great lineup you have. This is fantastic. 
I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to sit through them. So Lisa, this is a great lineup and terrific speakers. Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know? Well, if they're interested in registering, and I hope they are after hearing this, uh, there is a cutoff for the preferred rate for the hotel, which is December 15th. So I would encourage uh, anyone interested in registering to go ahead and do that as soon as possible so that they secure a space. Outstanding. You know what? I'm going to put links to all of these things, including the registration link, uh, links to information about the Hyatt Regency Newport Beach in the show notes. You can just swipe over uh, to the show notes in your podcast application of choice or on our website at tybalink.com to learn more and get your registration uh, submitted. Uh, What a fantastic uh, opportunity. Lisa Frace, thank you so much for joining us and sharing a little bit about what's coming up uh, at the Wakubo Leadership Symposium. Thanks. It's been a pleasure to be here with you today. Howard, as always, sir, it has been a pleasure to, to podcast with you once again. Always ready to be online with you. Outstanding. Thank you so much, both of you, on behalf of Lisa Frace and Howard Teibel. I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Navigating Change, the podcast from Teibel Education.